This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Why do you think you're weird? Weird, I guess. It's Mike Shope. You know, would it be weird if, like, you shared a bed with a man who may or may not be your father? Oh, again, I can't talk about... You know, about... it would be weird if you eat cat food to go to sleep and you have such a fascination with cats that maybe you glue cat hair in the back of your That's neck every now and then? information that you know, I haven't. I mean, and so, you know, like, is it bad? And the bulldog. Being comfortable in your own skin is never a bad thing. Oh, my God, right. Okay, so if I got, like, more skin or something, then I could, like, never do a bad thing in my life. And maybe I never have done a bad thing because I have a lot of skin. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, given your non-traditional life choices, you are surprisingly well-adjusted. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm well-adjusted, you know, because of my lack of traditions. And I'll adjust to that. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. You're saying, like, do the things you do. Go even further with them, you know? Maybe get a ton of cat hair. Glue it all over your body, you know? Walk around like a cat man in the night. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Hello from 716. The Sabres must play tonight. We're at 716 for the first time for a hockey game this year. Sabres and uh, Ottawa tonight in the second preseason game. You cry at everything. So I go out last night, <laughs> second week in a row, to that Audubon North with my friend Joe. Folks, I can't even fight that. It's it's the truth. And, <laughs> like, once a show, Bulldog cries. I, I go to this bar, and this is, like, sort of like guy's guy sort of place. Uh-huh. And my, my friend and I are talking, fantasy football, the Monday night game. And right almost when I get there is the some of the ceremony, the trumpet version of take me out to the ball game yep. and Mets Marlins it's on at the bar and the Gordon home run yeah. is the first time I cried watching sports in a long time yeah I couldn't help it and even though I did I looked around once to see if anybody else was crying but really I didn't want to do a lot of that because I didn't want anybody to see me right um the place kind of stopped for that, which I thought was pretty cool because I didn't really sense that anybody was watching that game until that happened. Right. And to see that guy round the bases, his face looking like it did, the oh. hugs in the dugout yeah. was super powerful. Yeah, it, it, um, Yeah, I'm, I'm getting choked up now. I, I wasn't watching it live, but I, you know, it was everywhere on social media shortly after it happened. And it, um, yeah, it 100% wrecked me when I saw it. I mean, that's just – and it was – you know, his face, of course, and then, like, just some of the guys, even, even like, far down the line in the dugout, there was one teammate yeah. that just, he, he hugged him and turned, and he just looked like, I mean, his face was just, he was he was a wreck. Wow, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean it was for all of that to happen. Super for, powerful. For know? this guy to have not hit a home run all year. Right. And he starts the at-bat right-handed as a tribute to Fernandez, and then he moves to the left side and hits it out, like, second deck. Right. I was Come impressive. on. Yeah, it really was. Come on with that. Do you remember the Munson game? 
the Orioles and the Yankees Monday Night Baseball? Like, would you have watched that? I I may have, but I I guess I'd I'd, I'd rather be able to remember it if I'm going to say I watched it. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't remember watching it. I don't I, either. I mean, I remember hearing about the accident. I remember seeing a picture of the plane on the runway, things like that. I remember about that that accident, but I don't remember watching baseball right after it happened. I, I just don't. Yeah, I know I've seen the game, like an ESPN classic version yeah. of the game. Bobby Mercer, a hero and a close friend of Munson's, if I remember right. But it had to be like that. It had to be like that. I mean, you have a... A great player taken suddenly in the middle of the season. Fernandez was supposed to pitch last night. He was scratched Sunday and then was supposed to pitch last night. And you have his glove on the mound. They put his glove on the mound and a, and a hat and a ball. Oh, my gosh. Incredible. I saw on social media, I don't know if this has been corroborated at this point, but that baseballs with his autograph on them were washing up on the beach like assuming there were he had baseballs in the boat for some reason maybe he was signing baseballs while he was on the boat at some point but baseballs were washing up with his autograph on them which i mean imagine coming across that (laughs) that would just be that, that would be something yeah incredible scene last night in miami and the marlins get way ahead in that game an important game for the mets what are the mets supposed to do you know, like they have an important game down there. They're trying to make the playoffs. And, I, I mean, how could you even really be thinking about that last night? Right. If you watch the game, I think you would you would feel that way. Just whatever about the standings. Right. And the Marlins get a big lead, and it's just cathartic. And no matter how much of a Met fan you are, you're probably, like, digging. That's not really – that word is a little bit cute for that. But you're, you're probably, um, you know, feeling for the Marlins. Sure. And you're happy for them. Yeah, watching them. Last yeah, at, at the very least, you probably would be feeling some degree of conflict if you're upset about the fact that your Mets are dropping a game that they might need in the standings. Uh, certainly, probably do need right now in the standings. But watching it, the emotional power that's represented there with what the Marlins are doing and how the game began might be, um, you know, something that you're. And out taking pleasure in whatever you're, you're feeling the emotive power of watching that and that's making you probably feel a little bit less bad about the fact that your team is losing a game that they need it should um cool to be down here the sabers in ottawa tonight robin leonard in goal looking at their lineup i mean some names you know tyler ennis in the lineup tonight oposo in the lineup tonight for the sabers and um chris neal for it would take all day to name all the things that are different in terms of Sabres hockey in, in, in my life, you know, maybe just the things, the people you knew, the, we do this for the Bills in the, in the playoff game in 99, the last time they were in the playoffs once in a while, just like think about how different your life probably was. The, the younger you are, the more true that is than like where are you, where you are now. And for the Sabres, like, here we are. This point's been made, but we're sitting here at 716. This was a parking lot in um, 2006. The, the, the great two years we had with the Sabres about a decade ago. The arena was two names ago. The arena was HSBC Arena <laughs> right. in, in 2006. And, like, just about everything. I mean, the, the Sabres had a different owner. And every player, every coach, I mean, everybody 
some guys in the front office were here, but I mean, every everything, uniforms, kind of. Yep, yeah, you name it. I mean, the arena's even be, been redone. Yeah. You know, inside, I mean, you know, I mean, not just the name is different. I mean, some things about the arena have changed. Um, not exactly the seating bowl necessarily, but still, yeah, there's a lot There's a lot of new. And here's Chris Neal. Chris Neal. Here's Chris Neal rolling into town with the Ottawa Senators. There isn't a player in the league that I would I would have this reaction to. Like, does Chris Neal re- is still a thing? I mean, I know Ovechkin is in the league. <laughs> right. And, like, when I think about Ovechkin playing here, I tend to not think about him playing here as a rookie. It's just more Ovechkin, you know, like the day I circle on the Sabres calendar, you know. Mm-hmm. Crosby, same thing. Chris Neal, like, that is still a thing in hockey. In Ottawa, same team, this whole time. Right. He's not even good. You know, like, it's not even a guy who's really good. So no. that's the point, I guess. So there he is, Chris right. Neal, with with uh, the Senators. That's 2000, that fight right. is. That's, yeah, that's 6-7, right? Is 6-7, like March of 07, would that be? February, February or March? February, I think, yeah. yeah. You know, so. Yeah. How about that? There's Chris Neal right there in the lineup for this game, I guess. I mean, he's on the thing they gave us. Still a, a staple of the Ottawa Senators <laughs> all these years later. Do, do we, like, so thinking about the Sabres and sitting here when, let's say, we might have been here once for the draft, but back at the end of the season, Tim Murray, who may be on with us on Friday, we're hoping, mm. um, Tim Murray saying one time late in the season to a, a question. I, I'm not sure I was even here that day. You asked him. Um, a question, and his answer basically was Jack Eichel's winger next year is probably not on the team right now. Right. And Oposo gets done, and I, I guess, like, he's that guy as we as we start this. They'll shuffle it, I'm sure, around, yeah. but, like, yeah. the player that they got, it turns out to not have been Jimmy Vesey, the player mm-hmm. that you could point, the only player you really would point to as that you know, possibly or probably, sure. is is Oposo. Unless you think Justin Bailey is going to make the team, not only make the team, but make the team as Jack Eichel's winger, which him making the team isn't a terrible long shot. Him playing on the top line or one of the top lines might be. He'd yeah. have to so, really blow you away in these games. Yeah. This, is the, this is the guy they got. There right. was the Oposo signing. There's the Pesic for Kulikov trade. And there's the VZ gambit that didn't amount to anything so that right doesn't exist that's not a thing and there's a backup goalie and there's a backup goalie right that, that's your off season right yeah that's it how successful is that for a team that we we talk about and i i think i can say they themselves talk about as it being it's go time for the sabers how successful is oposo Kulikov for Pesic and Anders Nielsen. Well, Anders Nielsen, I'll start there. I, I, I mean, I didn't see the game, but it sounds like he played pretty well last night. 26 saves on 27 shots over two periods. But he's very much of a your-name-here variety. So that's that's a, that's nothing to me. That's just I need a goalie that's going to play 20 games maybe, and this is the best I can do right now because I lost out on – whoever the guy was on July 1st that they had in mind and ended up going to L.A., and I can't remember his name. We think it was probably Jeff Zadkoff. Right, thank you. Who was with Pittsburgh. Right. So. Or we did think that. So here here we, you know, so so that's that. That, to me, that's nothing. All right, well, you know, we'll see. 
Um, but not, you know, not a meter mover either way, really. If anything, it's just like, wait, who? Wait, you did what? Uh, Chad Johnson was pretty good last year. Boy. So, Oposo's a home run to me. He, after Stamkos, is the next guy on the list, I think, of sought-after free agent wingers. So And Stamkos didn't technically become one. Stamkos missed out by a day and a half or two of even getting to the open market so the sabers quickly moved on from that dream once they found out Stamkos was staying in tampa and were able to nail down kyle opozo very early that didn't take a lot of convincing they just did it yep um to Half me, that's an a hour home run. an right. hour into free agency that's a home run i mean the, the guy's been a productive player a consistently good player capable of playing top line minutes playing on your power play big guy big body it all works so, to me, that's a home run move. Kulikov for Pesic, I mean, I don't know. You know, the, the numbers, you'll tell me, um, I, and, I, and I read myself, like like Pesic for Kulikov, by certain metrics, is a lose for the Sabres. He does represent maybe a different style player than Pesic. Oh, yeah. I mean, almost certainly he does, um, you know, from a physicality standpoint. And we'll see what kind of fruit that bears for the Sabres. But to me, that's... Um, that's kind of a at, at best right now i'm hoping for that to be a wash but there is if if they're right about a different kind of player being able to play you know bring out something better in his partner if that ends up being ristolainen whenever he gets here or bogosian like whatever they're going to do with kulikov like i don't know if they made that move for him absolutely if i missed this it was probably in the summer to play with ristolainen if that's the plan I'm not sure right hand, left hand at this point. i got to get up to speed. Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. We're working out the kinks. <laughs> right. So if that pair improves in part because of the style of the other player, then it's you come out ahead. But, you know, it's not to me, it's not an impactful move. It's a, it's a good D going out the door for what you hope is at least as good a D. That's where I'm at on that move right now. If they'd made another D move for Cam Fowler or Kevin Shattenkirk, someone in a trade, mm-hmm. then we'd be really be talking about something. Well, so, def- the defense is Kulikov. Let's say Ristolainen, who's not here yet, but I think he's yeah. okay. So Ristolainen, if it if it weren't if he weren't here in two weeks or even one week, like then it's like a real story, mm-hmm. but not not necessarily yet. It's a point. But I don't want to sit here and talk like he's not going to be around. Right. So Kulikov, Ristolainen, and Bogosian, McCabe, Franzen, Georges. I've got six defensemen right there, uh, four of whom have, have been around, including Kulikov is one who's really been around. Ristolainen, McCabe, that's five and six in that in that particular uh, category. So I've got I've got some years, and I'm also I don't think I'm good. Like I don't think that's really that good. Bogosian, Georges, Franson, what? I mean, that's not really good. Um, Kulikov, I dislike that trade, and I'm staying there until I see enough evidence. I haven't had a game yet that that's going to that, that's that I'm wrong. Um, McCabe, okay, and Ristolainen, you want to have be a star for for that to happen. There has to be more around him. You know, there it's time for him to be like an undisputed number one defenseman if not an all-star 
right? That might be a little high. I don't know. It might be. I mean, the team the team has to get good, and his, you know, him having help around him will help him raise, I think, his level of play, and then help the team's level of play raise, and then he'll get he'll get attention. Like that's how, that's just how it works. You know, he's not to me such a dynamic player that you're going to turn on a Sabres game and like not be able to take your eyes off him. The team has to have some success for him to get some credit for what he does well. And what I mean is, if you had a better three, four, five, six, mm-hmm. then he would not. You would not think. Maybe, maybe they wouldn't think this. I, I just would. Do I have to have him play against the best guys all the time? Right. Do I have to have him play the most minutes? Do I have to have him play in like all the penalty kill, even power play? If that's if that happens, like everything that I need, I've got to have wrist to line and do it. I, ideally, you want to take some of the burden away from him like that and give him easier competition. And hopefully you get better numbers that way. You get a better player, better looking player yep. that way. I've got two interesting young options at least. Gooley, Brendan Gooley. Last night we talked to Paul about him as Paul was with the Sabres at Penn State. And Paul is um, high on him. Yep. And we'll talk to Paul again later. Uh, no Gooley in this game. But he said he's high on him, and he's competing for number seven because th- those you have six guys who, yep. with Ristolainen here, I think are in. And then you have Casey Nelson. Who Bilesma was raving about yeah. after the game. You saw the quote? I saw – I'm just thinking of him last year. Okay. Like, it was all good well, yeah, about it, Casey it Nelson. It was all good last year. The quote from Bilesma after this game was – I'll get the exact thing from Paul here – was something along the lines of commanding presence – I mean, it's a preseason game at Penn State against Minnesota, but commanding presence was, I mean, that's that's big praise to me. I I hear that, and, I you know, that stopped me in my tracks this morning when I saw that. And I go, oh, okay, what do we we got going on back there exactly? Like, what kind of spots are open? I've got commanding presence out of a guy who was productive in a very small uh, showing last year. He shows up at camp and plays a game, and I get commanding presence. That's that, that's a guy that I might want to replace Georges with, you know. Like if I, if I can if I can get there. From Channel Seven, the Sabers send out some um, some new stuff that's been written about them. Uh, we have I'm looking at that from from Channel Seven. Bilesma said Casey Nelson quote looks like a seasoned strong NHL veteran on the backside, and sounds like he said more than that. Okay, so. Um, Nelson. So is I mean D. I liked Pesic a lot. I have wanted them to do like one more thing that I would like to some people, to plenty of people, I suppose. Kulikov is that thing, mm-hmm. but I'm dubious on that. Um, Bogosian, Franson, Franson for me was always like a specialist. It was interesting. I, I didn't mind that they signed him, but the thing about it was. Is my team good enough for me to let him just do this one, play this one role, right. like a power play sort of role? He is a defensive. Well, he was last year. You know, I don't know what kind of offseason he's had. He had a turbulent injury towards the end of the season. He's a defensive liability is what he is. I mean, his foot speed is horrendous. And this sport is getting faster every year. So he was exposed last year, not just on rushes in the neutral zone, but in his own end turning tight in corners like he just he's a liability you get him out on the ice against the wrong team uh the wrong guys which i would think if i'm playing against the sabers i'm trying to do that as often as i can 
then I think you're in real trouble. I think with um, Oposo and Ennis back, I, I think this team has its goals. But I'm not, I'm not confident in the rest of it. I'm just not. And, and Robin Leonard is who knows. You know, like there's talent, there's the size. It sounds like there's a renewed dedication here. Um, Paul's talked about it's been well documented. Will there this, be this saves? Guy's a lot thinner. <laughs> will there be saves? That's will there be saves? <laughs> will can, there be saves? Have, and will there be sixty games? Can I have nine thirty? No, right. You know, from Robin Leonard. Right. Can I have like a good, full, real season from my goalie so that this team is not dogged by yeah. questions like about him? To, 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 and those questions extend to Murray, and right. they always will until Leonard right. establishes as excellent. And if for some some reason anything derails that again this year i i find it hard to envision them finding a way to get over that i mean they, they could always address it but maybe Olmark is more ready if they need that maybe they know something about a guy who's got horrific career numbers in the nhl that nobody else does nielsen. this nielsen guy mm-hmm. i mean i don't know um but i mean leonard leonard to me has got to be I mean, 930, 925, whatever. Give me 60 games of that, and I think that gives this team a fighting chance. If he turns an ankle or is 910, I think you're, you're going to be in tough. Well, a couple of weeks. Tonight, preseason, Ottawa's here. Chris Neal is really still playing for Ottawa. And he's on this list here. He's drafted, I just looked it up, in 1998 is when he was drafted. Yeah, one of the 19s. I mean, wow. 1998. You, guys, talk, you talk about the parking lot. I mean, 1998, the Sabres yeah, are coming off a, a conference final against the Washington Capitals and Joe Juno. Like, that's 1998. Yeah. Dom Hashik. I mean, much respect. Right. 18 years and, and still going for this that is, team. That is just, really something. It just jumped out at me here today. I mean, Fanuff is there, too, but it just jumped out at me today that Chris Neal is going to be in this game tonight. Like, wow. Um, all right. So, 803-0550 if you have a Sabres comment or question. And Bills, too. We'll, of course, get to them. Sal Capaccio at 4. We will have Paul Hamilton and Rob Ray here after that to talk about the Sabres. Maybe a Bills question or two for Paul. You know, that can always happen. Six o'clock, Mike Pereira, longtime NFL director of officiating. He's got a book out called After Further Review. We'll talk about the state of officiating and football rules and whatever else with Mike Pereira. That's at six, and then hockey at seven. Give us a call. Bills or Sabres, either. We're here to, we're here to talk about them. 803-0550 from 716. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, WGR. You know, I skated a lot more, did a lot more skill stuff. And you see a big defenseman like me, they probably don't think that I have a lot of skill or whatnot, but I like to work on it. And I like to try to, you know, play my game. And, you know, it's something that, you know, I take great pride in. I had some offensive success early on in my career, like you said. But, you know, I, I wouldn't really exactly say I put any numbers together in my head that I want to reach. But, you know, I know I have a lot better than what uh, offensively I've shown. And that's kind of the way I'm approaching this year. Zach Bogosian, a guest on WGR earlier today. He is in the lineup, according to what the Sabres gave us here earlier today uh, for tonight's game with Ottawa. By the way, maybe the hottest topic about the Sabres, maybe, uh, right now is 
how to get into games. <laughs> a lot of people, I have a ticket group that has 26 members. And it's not even just a few of these people, but it's other people that I... It's a large, that's a substance, that's a large number. Of, that's yeah. a big group. Yeah, <laughs> we we um, have a place on the landscape here, the ticket landscape. Um, how do you get into games? They have, they, they have today, they sent out a, an email today with uh, like a, a little tutorial, three or four minutes for if you're using a laptop, a couple minutes if you're using a mobile phone, how to forward tickets, how to sell them, how to donate them. And how to use them. And so I went over, I, I didn't have the Sabres app downloaded. Mm-hmm. And I saw on here that if you have the Sabres app downloaded, you can do all the things you can do on your computer this way. Right. So, great. So I went and downloaded the Sabres app, and it was last year's. Hmm. And I That's struggled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I struggled on my phone to figure out, well, wh- how can I get the screen that she had? So th- this you just sent me, how do I get that? And so I went over there. John Sinclair is a friend of mine. He runs tickets. I went over, went over to John, and he said the Apple app is available. So if I had an Apple phone, an iPhone, I could do it. But with a Samsung phone, not yet. So I can't I, – I, if I had the tickets emailed to me, <laughs> apparently I would be able to, to scan the barcode uh-huh. from my phone if I just call up the email. That's yeah. where we're at. Yeah. Or, or if you have a paper ticket, and they did send out uh-huh. yeah. preseason game paper tickets, yeah. you could, of course, use those. Right. If you have that card, mm-hmm. once the regular season starts, the card will get you in. And there's more, and I think John Sinclair and maybe someone else or maybe someone else by next week will be on with us to explain it. Good. <laughs> I mean, good. I, I, yeah. I, I don't... Um... I have I, – I'm not in the group. I mean, you've invited me numerous times, and I just have numerous. never really been able to fit it into my, my life to, to make a commitment like that. Um, but, you know, guys my age, like hockey dads I'm talking with, i got a guy that, that has had tickets since the last year in the odd and last Thursday of practice. He's like, so um, do you know what the hell's going on with the tickets? I'm like, not – not exactly. I, I don't feel comfortable telling you exactly, but but I, I think I, I can tell you this. I think that if you really want paper tickets, you can contact them and they will send them to you. Yes, I believe that's right. So if you're, because, you know, this is a guy, you know, my age, maybe a little older. He's like, you know, the smartphone, like, come on. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm just not, no. <laughs> you know, we got a group of us. We, we like to go to a bar right before the season. And we don't, they don't even really draft tickets. They just, are you working? Are you free? Are you, okay, here. And, mm-hmm. they, like, that's how they do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, what, am I, what am I supposed to do? And I said, I, I'd call them. I, I, think, I think they'll get you tickets if you really want them. Uh, otherwise, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. Yeah. I did find, I think we were talking about the, the One Buffalo app the other day. And I've searched for that a couple of times. In the Apple Store, I have an Apple phone, and I haven't been able to find it. Like, just nope. come up on a search. I'm like, well, what the heck is that? But I found it through you suggested the try the Bills app. Yes. So I, I downloaded the Bills app. I also downloaded the Sabers app, and I'm, I think I've got the this year's version of it because again, iPhone. Um, and through the Bills app, there was an, an offer to like 
join my one, one Buffalo. There's a one Buffalo tab. Right. So I did that, and I signed. And you know, not that I have tickets to really deal with, but like I've I've got it. Like I'm equipped now to. I think accept tickets from people mm-hmm. if they want to send them to me and maybe use my phone. But you know, the the that's going to be it's going to be great. I, th- I mean, however great something like this can be, it's not going to rub your feet for you. But it's gonna it's gonna be cool. Yeah. Uh, one thing that the Bills one does, and maybe the Sabers one will be the same or not, is you can tag where your car is, and like a little map comes up when you're leaving the stadium, and it, it will. If you need it, it will show you where your car is. Like you, you can figure out from yeah. that if you've forgotten where you parked, <laughs> which I guess might happen that at a Bills game. It can happen. It can. It can happen. Yeah. So you can do that, yeah. and um, it seems like it, it should be really useful. Yeah. I like it. One one guy in my group said, "You know, the Sabers will print tickets for us," and I, I actually just decided for everybody without asking. Like, let's just make this work. Let's try to make this work. Yeah. yeah. I, I, just I, give me enough notice. Yeah. So that I can get you your tickets in plenty of time, which will still happen, and then you you guys yeah. can figure it out. Would it have been well, – one thing that this, this guy said to me, again, you know, 25-year season ticket holder, whatever, I don't know how many years we are away from that. Um, like, you know, m- maybe rather than just make the change and make me have to do something if I want the paper tickets, like, wouldn't it have maybe made more sense to – just offer this electronic option to people if they wanted it and then try that and see if like people get comfortable with it and then like sort of phase out the other thing like yeah maybe i don't think that's unfair you know that this the biggest thing i'm hearing is that it's just wait what like that's 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 what i'm getting a lot of wait what do i have to do what what where are my tickets and that maybe was a little jarring Maybe. You know, I, I appreciate them trying to be paper-free and ultimately more convenient. Like it, it, right. Rather than, I mean, I've watched you for years here have, with all these people in your group that's grown maybe every year, like people coming by all afternoon, like grant tickets, yep. tickets, tickets, parking passes, whatever. Like, it's complicated. Right. And if you can just do that from your phone and they are equipped to handle that, that's a lot more convenient than someone having to meet you down here at 5:30 and then go over to the Swanee house or wherever they might want to be meeting their friends or whatever. Just email, great. You know, that's fine. I've done that for ball games and concerts like I've said. So it's not something I'm necessarily averse to. It it just if you're not equipped for that, I think this has been a little unsettling. Well, hopefully there's enough time for people to get um Used to it. That's why they have these preseason. I mean, they're not going to do it in the middle of a season and transition you out of tickets. Right. So I think it almost has to be like that, but it's a question for them. Um, Sabres in Ottawa tonight, I doubt it'll be like a, a huge crowd tonight for this, the first preseason home game. The Leafs are here on Friday. No Jack Eichel yet. More with on the Sabres with Paul Hamilton at 4.30 and Rob Ray at 5 here from 716. And you can call us 803 0550. As always here at 716, lots of sports on, including last night's Monday Night Football game. Did you watch it? I had it on. Watch it would be a stretch. It's Atlanta. Right. I mean, I, ha- I had it on. I was reading. I was just, you know. But, I you know, I, I looked at it. You hate Atlanta. I hate Atlanta. I generally refuse to watch them. But the game started. It was, it was funny. Like, it's 14-7? That's how yep. little I was really watching. Like it, 
But I thought, I should watch this. Maybe it's pretty exciting because there's a lot of points already. And then the next time I looked, I think it was 28-14. Yep. And uh, I really should have. I'm missing a lot happened. I'm missing a good game. So I guess I didn't watch it is what you're getting. It was on, but I didn't really watch it. With due respect to your utter hatred for Atlanta and resistance to ever watching them, you know, they're not the best team in the league or the worst. But they have what I want. I guess you could say the same about New Orleans, but it's it's still different than Atlanta. Atlanta has what I want. Atlanta has Matt Ryan, not again, not the best, not the worst, right? But top half, sure, sure. He's had a couple of they've yeah, they've had not, a couple of rough years, or is it is it mostly him? But I wouldn't want to say definitively top half until I counted through everybody. Okay. <laughs> But if I had to guess had, before doing that, I would say had, like maybe. He's had some really good years. So Matt Ryan, he can play. Then you've got um, two running backs. You've got Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman. They both catch the ball. Freeman went for 150 on the ground last night, including 48. Like his last rush was for 48 yards. Is that um, the one where Bird fell down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was bad. Yes. That was, um, that was bad. Yeah, that didn't work out. Jarris Bird. Did not, I wanted him here. I always liked him here. Yeah. Uh, thinking about him last night, I was thinking about conversations we had on the air, and a lot of fans were just fed up because he, they thought he wasn't really hurt. And my feeling on that was always, how do you know? Like, I think the guy deserves the benefit of the doubt. It's possible that people really, some people really did know that, like, he – was saying, I mean, I never thought this, mm-hmm. that he could have played or whatever it is, but that thing that happens when you get a reputation, Watkins might have a little bit of that going um, with some people, with some fans, but Bird, I just always felt like defending him because I didn't believe the people who were criticizing him knew anything. And so he leaves, and it has not gone well. I mean, no. the Saints have historically bad defense and, play, and, defensive and, play and, and since. his role in it. I mean, he's, he, it's been a disastrous signing. Yes, yes. So um, Freeman, Coleman catches the ball um, fast. They've got big talent, two guys. I, I loved Atlanta. You haven't even mentioned Julio Jones. I'm Who's getting there. Okay. I, I loved Atlanta running Coleman. They had a, Their first touchdown was a handoff to Coleman, uh, like the six-yard line maybe, around the goal line. And I, I love that because maybe you're, you see him and you think pass, um, but inside handoff to Coleman, like the things they can do with these two guys, really nice. Yes, Julio Jones, who caught one pass in the game last night, and they scored six touchdowns in a row without him catching anything. Um, monster player. You have Sanu got hurt. Like you've got guys that a lot of teams have, like in and out, Hardy, Gabriel, um, there might be one more. Atlanta, they've, they've got their, their tight ends okay, Jacob Tammy. What, what, what they have, though, they have enough talent, and they have, at least when they played New Orleans last night where teams can really score, that might matter. Yeah, they had a real pedal-to-the-metal way about them. The end of the first half, almost the end of the first half, last two minutes, they went 94 yards. They got the ball with, like, 145 left at their own six after a punt and a penalty. They went 94 yards. 
on nine passes that may or may not include a pass interference penalty. There was 25 of those yards. Throw it up, you get calls. Yep. And that's there one was, more reason to throw it. There was a penalty. It. Left sideline. There was a penalty. Guy, I just don't know if I'm including that in the passes. Oh, it's not okay. a play. Gotcha. So every play was a pass play. A couple of them early, especially the beginning of the drive, were short little running back passes to Freeman. They did not even use a timeout to go 94 yards for a touchdown in about a minute 20. New Orleans, maybe a minute 10. New Orleans still got a field goal after that, 57-yard field goal after that. But, man, Atlanta, I, you know, certain teams you might think of, you, you would, maybe even New Orleans, you would think of before Atlanta as teams like, okay, look out. I know they're at their six or under two minutes, but look out. Right. And it was just like, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Still can't stand them. But yeah, that's impressive. That's impressive. You, you at least have to try. You can't do that if you're thinking, I mean, what? Do I sound like I'm assuming the Bills would not throw nine passes down the field in a minute 10 without using a timeout and go 94 yards for yeah, a touchdown I mean, in a game that they're ahead in before halftime? Yes. Yeah. If it sounds like that, yes, I'm I'm accountable for that. Yeah. I am assuming that. Yeah. Yeah. If they, if they try a pass, if the first one doesn't work, then you'd get two runs in a punt. That's right. And you'd get New Orleans ball at midfield with a minute 15 Against left. that offense. Right. With that quarterback, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I was just really impressed with that. They were ahead in the game. They were ahead in the game 21-14 at halftime on the road on Monday night. I mean, how many – it wouldn't just be Buffalo. How no, many coaches right. – how many teams would be like, all right, let's get it to the locker room yeah. with, with the lead, the, the momentum nonsense, all that stuff. I mean, that's a lot of that's a lot of teams. And this team is like, all right, well, no. <laughs> they might have had one third down, and it was just right down the field. Loved it. Uh, and, a, and a bonanza for anybody with uh, fantasy action last night, like me. I mean, everybody. Jones, no. Jones, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> but And Brandon Cooks, no. If you weren't, if you were out and not, I mean, who could possibly live like this, right? You were out and not able to keep track of your fantasy team while you were out. <laughs> See how I've changed. Uh, and saw the score of that game when you got home. You would have thought, like, oh, Julio Jones must have gone off. Wait, what? Yeah, right. One catch for 11 yards. One catch, middle of the field, <laughs> round midfield, what like, happened? just not right. right. They threw to him two or three times early, and the passes were off. They were just little short slant-type passes, one, one or two in the end zone that were not catchable. So it didn't happen for him. But, oh, the running backs, Fleener for New Orleans, Ingram got there. Michael Thomas got in, a lot of guys last night, and the quarterbacks, a lot of guys, especially Breeze with his team losing. But two interceptions in the fourth quarter did them in and maybe the difference in the game there as Atlanta wins on the road. 803-0554 comments, Sabres and Ottawa tonight, preseason home game number one. That's at 7. Paul Hamilton, Rob Ray later in the show. Sal Capaccio talking bills before those guys come on. That'll be in about 17 minutes. We're at 716 today. Mike Shope and the Bulldog WGR.
I think I'm getting better each and every week. Last week, I forced to run a little more, um, but that's not going to be the case each and every week. Uh, the week before, didn't get a chance to, to run and had to throw from the pocket. And was able to put up, what, uh, close to 300 yards. It's, it's whatever it takes to, to win a game each and every week, and I'm all for it. Um, like I said, some weeks is going to be about running the ball. Some weeks is going to be about standing in the pocket and throwing. So uh, whatever it takes to get the job done. Tyrod Taylor on ESPN today. Which week is this? Running the ball or standing in the pocket and throwing. Is there really going to be, are there going to be games where the Bills win when against like good teams and important wins where he stands in the pocket and throws it? And I don't mean just this year. That's, that's really, that's a question on the table. Well, if we don't get some of those games this year, I don't know that they'll be next year. You know, the bar is going to, the bar should be high. The money is substantial. And as much as it feels good to believe you have a long-term answer to the hardest question we faced during this 16-year playoff drought, I don't want to fill in the blank just to have the blank filled in. You know, like I'm, I got, I got to believe in the name that's in the blank. I want to just get the test over with and walk out and hope I got into college. Like let's, let's get it right. We got to get it right. I mean, I don't need Yale or Harvard, but, you know, a, a good school would, would, would be good, be nice. A loss Sunday, and I'm only starting with loss for a certain reason. A loss Sunday gets us back mostly to where we were last week, maybe not all the way. Like last week there was some, will this team beat anybody? And they did just rough up Arizona. Mm-hmm. A loss to New England and, like, let me, as I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking it's Brissett, but I still don't know. They both were at practice today. Garoppolo was seen walking around the locker room without any kind of a harness or sling or anything supporting that shoulder. So I feel like pumping the brakes on what I was saying yesterday when I said I would bet heavily on Brissett. But we'll see. We still don't know. But they were both there. So so if I lose this game... I'm I'm mostly back. I think we're talking about next year a lot. I think while that they wouldn't be eliminated or anything, of course, after four games, I feel like that's where most people are. If they win, I, I think it depends on how they win for how good is it. And I and I say that knowing, of course, that it's New England. This is not Week 17 when New England's taking its guys out and going through the motions. This would be a win. This would hurt New England to lose this game. So to beat them, and the point spread, like last week, is not huge. You're talking about four or five points here. Um, so don't rule it out. To, to beat them, I'm not sure, like, how I will feel next week. I might feel like, I might feel stupid for thinking the way I did last week if they were to beat the Patriots. Big if. Mm-hmm. I don't know um, how the game looks, how they win. What, what are we talking, you know, to, to, Taylor does what he's talking about there on TV, uh, 300 yards passing. Okay, you know, that would make a lot of people feel better um, if they have the kind of defensive performance they had in Foxborough last year when they were there. That would make people feel pretty good, except it wouldn't be against Brady. So, you know, Asterix City probably, I don't know. But to a certain extent, winning there to me doesn't even require style points get me to two and two beat them nine seven with three dan carpenter field goals all right get me 
to the Rams and the Niners and the Dolphins without being one and three before I get there. Like, that's that's where I'm at. So there's no denying how the game looks, how they do it. I mean, we go over and over it. Sometimes when they win games, it, it doesn't even sound like they've even won. So I recognize that it always matters. But if there's a team in the league that qualifies at, or, or a venue in the league that qualifies as I don't care about style points, mm-hmm. it's that team there, even without Brady. Get me to 2-2. Two and two. And I'll look at the rest of my season. Without Brady, I say there's no moral victory here at all. Some people oh, would say there never is. No. But I'm trying to win this year. I've had eight and eight, nine and seven and eight and eight the last two years. Can I can I win the game? However you do it, right. can I win the game? A close game, you know, some miraculous loss like the McKelvin game or certain other New England games. No. I, I don't care. Like it's got to be it's got to be ten wins. It's got to be ten wins somehow. So. One of those backups, that's your job. I will probably be impressed. I'm just not <laughs> right. sure. Yeah. I need to see the game first. I'm not sure if I'll – I'm not saying much different. I don't know if I'll be impressed, but a win will make me happy. <laughs> have, oh, yeah. I'll have another – I'll have another – okay. That's what you need, two not in to row. impress us. Right, two in a row <laughs> – that's a stack. You're starting to stack. The wins are what you I need, need a stack. There's two. Give me, okay, can I get three? <laughs> three, man, that's that's a pile. Buffalo at New England. Not Three's not a pile. 2016 rendition. Sal Capaccio joins us next to discuss it. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog at 716 here on WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.